Hey y'all, meteorologist Sarah Spivey here, and together with meteorologist Katie Blake, we make up Whatever the Weather, a podcast about whatever the weather. Today, we've got a really exciting episode where we talk all about lightning. Katie explains the science of lightning and talks about the seven types of lightning strikes. Yes, you heard that right, seven types. I get into the nitty gritty of the history. There are some really cool historical events that even tie in lightning to hip hop. Yes, you heard me right. We conclude by talking about some wacky conditions that happen with us being on TV and having to interact with people. So I hope you guys enjoy. Here's whatever the weather, lightning. Alrighty, welcome back to Whatever the Weather Podcast. We Kate, made it to a second episode. We made it to a second episode, which means we are committed. We are. We are committed to this thing. I'm, I've been so amazed by this process. I had no information on podcasts up to this point, mm. and a lot of work goes into them. It does. What was the most surprising thing for you? I, I think just the number of ways you can listen platforms. Mm. I thought it was only iTunes and that's not true at all. It's not true. There are a lot of ways you can listen. So it's been interesting watching and learning how the, the, the magic is made. <laughs> there were a lot of different analogies going through my head. The, the magic of podcast. <laughs> yes, this is true. So this is Whatever the Weather podcast. For those of you who don't know, Katie and I are meteorologists in South Texas at a station called KSAT and we love the weather. But there is just not enough time to talk about all the different facets of weather on television. We usually get like what? How many minutes on, to talk about our weather? Three. Yeah, three minutes, and then we're straight to a commercial commercial break. Straight commercial. to a commercial break, mm -hmm. and it gets kind of crazy. So what we want to do is we want to talk about the science behind weather, some cool historical events, and today's agenda is one, two, three, lightning, lightning. flash. Bam, blammo. We talked about freezing rain. Now we're going to talk about lightning. Something that, honestly, correct me if I'm wrong, Katie, we have a hard time understanding exactly how lightning forms within storms. Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get down to it. First, we'll talk about the science, and then I got some really cool historical events really I can't wait groovy. to tell you about. So lightning, you you hit the nail on the head. It's hard to really get a grasp on, on lightning. It's not something that we can put our hands on and study, obviously, mm. for because lightning is incredibly hot. It's hotter than the surface of the sun. That was always surprising to me. That lightning is literally hotter than the surface of the sun. Yeah, I, so very hot, obviously very dangerous. It's not something we can reach out and touch. We can get our eyes on it though, mm. and between Photography advancements, video advancements, people, you know, get the slow-mo lightning videos, and that's really cool. But it's a, yeah, it's not something that is out there every day for us to, to study and get our hands on. So it's, and it's beautiful. I, one of my favorite things to do is to just watch lightning light up the sky. Yeah, totally. It's incredibly beautiful. So obviously lightning occurs when we have a thunderstorm. This could be a regular run-of-the-mill thunderstorm, 
a severe thunderstorm, a supercell, and I hope one week we get to get into the different types of thunderstorms. Supercell thunderstorm, for those who don't know, is like a regular old thunderstorm on crack. Really fired up. <laughs> really just out of control. Yes. Super I have a question for you. Yes. Can a thunderstorm be a thunderstorm without lightning? I was, no. It can't, right? No. That's by definition, a thunderstorm has thunder. Yes. So that's why we, and, and lightning is something that radar, not, well, radar doesn't really detect, but it's some, it's a product that we use on TV when we're looking at radar. So we'll have the radar on, and if we want to, we can turn on the lightning product, which is generally pretty helpful because you can see each individual lightning strike, right? Yes, and you can even count the positive and negative strikes. And lightning is important, of course, to look at, but we also use that lightning tool on air because the more lightning strikes that are being detected in and around a storm, that generally gives us a better idea of how intense that thunderstorm is. So if we start to see those lightning strike counts go up very quickly, that's a really good sign that this storm is intensifying. Very strong, right? Possibly even has some hail in it if yeah. there are a ton of lightning strikes. So it's important for us to keep track on. Yeah, yeah, so it's not just pretty to look at. It can tell us a lot about what's going on in a thunderstorm. So for today's purposes of explaining things, we'll just, th this is a fairly run-of-the-mill thunderstorm. It's getting pretty tall. I drew an anvil. I, I see. Have, I have diagrams here that we'll provide on, on the Instagram post because this is a very visual thing. Yeah, I wish you guys could see it. It's very visual. Uh, so... These are the what you would find in like our meteorology textbooks. Yeah. And I did this pretty much from memory. I'm pretty proud. I'm very proud. It looks really cool. Can't wait for you guys to see it. <laughs> so we've got a thunderstorm here. Uh, and what happens as these thunderstorms develop is that we've got positive charges that move to the top of the thunderstorm and negative charges that move down toward the bottom. So those negative charges at the bottom of the thunderstorm cloud um, begin to you know sink down to the bottom. So you've got that in the storm. And then objects on the ground, like a tree, which is what I have in the diagram, but it could be- A person. A, a car, a building, yeah. any, anything. My mind instantly went to a person. That's <laughs> not ideal. <laughs> Ideally, we would not like it to be a person, but it could be, it could be. So objects on the ground, like this tree, positive charges at the top of the tree start to start to move up to the top there. So you can kind of see where this is going. Of course, yeah. positive and negative charges, they, you know, meet up. So, attract, right? Yes. They attract. Yes. Opposites attract. Mm. So we've got the electrons at the bottom of the cloud, protons at the top of the tree or whatever object is on the ground. So they're all starting to kind of move closer to each other. That's not something we can see, but that's something that is happening. So as these negative charges, the electrons in the cloud, they start to kind of move down outside of the cloud and they're searching for a positive charge to kind of hook onto. And what happens is these negative charges actually come down out of the bottom of the cloud because they're, they're trying to latch onto something. Can I tell you something funny? What? So when I was in school, my professor said that this was like a love story. It's a so the negative electrons are looking yes. for the protons and stuff like that. <laughs> they've got to. They've got to find. They've got to find their match. So, yeah. as these electrons start to come out of this cloud, which again, this is we cannot see this, but this is chemistry, right? Awesome chemistry. 
as they start to come out of the bottom of this cloud, they form what we call stepped leaders. And if you can imagine, <laughs> if you can imagine like these electrons making little steps down out of the cloud. Okay, cool. I'm imagining a step team. So a little step, step <laughs> leaders. That's what they're called, which to that's me cool. was always kind of, I was like, I don't get it. But stepped leaders, I guess, because they're making little steps. So eventually, electron is going to meet up with a proton and that's going to form a channel of air. So this is our this is our lightning. So once cool. that connection is made, it's instantaneous, channel is formed. The channel is formed, the connection is made, and we have a lightning strike. Nice. That's what we see. That's what we see. We, so we see the physical connection of the negative electricity and the positive electricity. We see that physical connection. That's lightning strike. Yes. Cool. So we see it with our eyes. But what's happening when we see the bolt is that the air expands, so through that channel, the lightning bolt, the air expands. Yeah, because it's hot. Because it's 50,000 degrees Fahrenheit, it expands. Oh my lord. And then when the bolt goes away, it collapses back, and that's the thunder. Okay. So it's lightning first, and then thunder. Right, that makes sense. You can't have thunder without lightning. You can't. Yeah. You so can't do that. That's what, it's all about that connection, and it's not always instantaneous. It can take you know, minutes. And that's what you see when you see those slow-mo videos of lightning strikes. You mm -hmm. see those stepped leaders kind of making the connection. And so it's like, boom, 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 boom. And they can, there can be multiple stepped leaders yeah. that come out of the cloud. So one may be in the center, another may go to the right, another may go to the left. Cool. But they're all searching for something on the ground with a positive charge. To grab onto. That makes sense. Cool. But there are, are different types of Lightning, so many, right? So many different, and this okay. this kind of blew my mind. Um, so we've got what we just described was cloud to ground lightning. Right. So like the negative electrons in the cloud finding something on the ground with a positive charge. Positive charge. So cool. tree building, got whatever it. it may be. Cloud to cloud lightning, which is always fascinating. It happens in the same in the same way. It's yeah. Just the strike goes from a cloud to another cloud. Okay, cool. And that always makes for It really finds those positive charges in another cloud. Really great pictures. It yes. does. Yes. We've got intracloud lightning, which I read was is the most common type of lightning. What does that mean? Intracloud. It's charges within the same cloud. So oh, I see. So if you have a storm that is big enough and has all those charges floating around, you can actually get a lightning strike within the cloud. Cool. And I think we've all probably seen that at some point. You're looking at this big cloud in the distance and it kind of lights up. And all of a sudden up. it lights up. Yeah, that's intra-cloud. Yeah, and that's, that makes the sense. Most, that's the most common type of lightning. Cloud to air lightning. Oh. Is this like bolt out of the blue? I think it's it's similar. So cloud to air, it's the negative charge from the cloud and it there's some source of positive energy and it is just a, the bolt just goes out into the air. Interesting. The bolt from the blue is, and this is where it, this is where, okay. The bolt from the blue is the same, it, it looks the same, it comes from like out in the middle of the cloud and it goes out and then to the ground. Why is it from the blue? I think because it's not from the bottom of the cloud. Also, I think what it is too is what you can have is you can have a storm cloud far away and you can have clear skies 
where you are at in yes. the middle. And then when you see that lightning strike, it just you're in the clear skies. It seems like it's coming out of nowhere. Yeah. But it's actually coming from a storm that's far away. And you can it these come out of the side of the storm. Cool. And then find a point on the ground. And so it's you see it from far away. That makes sense. That you makes get, sense. You get a better view of and it. And that's so. where that phrase out of the blue comes from. Yes. Cool. Awesome. There's also anvil lightning, which okay. a part of a thunderstorm, some thunderstorms develop an anvil cloud, and this is lightning that specifically comes out of out of that cloud. That's cool. really the only difference. And then heat lightning, which is lightning that is produced by a storm, but it's it's too far away to be heard. So everybody knows this from when they were a kid, but there's a really nifty thing that you can do to know how far the lightning strike is away from you or the storm is away from you, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. I'll explain. Thank you. <laughs> I'll explain. So you see the lightning. As soon as you see the lightning begin to count, for every five seconds or every count to five, mm -hmm. until you hear thunder, the storm is roughly a mile away. Right. So okay. if you count to five and then you hear thunder, the storm is one mile, a, a one mile, mile away. away. Oh, that makes sense. And okay. that, that was always important, right? You know, in the summer, you see lightning, you have to get out of the pool. And that was always the way we would pass time is, is counting to see how far away it was. Definitely. And that brings up another point about lightning. What's, what's crazy about lightning, of course, it's so dangerous and you know, if there's a saying, if thunder roars, go indoors. Yeah, catch and, it. Yeah, so if you hear thunder, but maybe you don't see the lightning because maybe the storm is just not at a good vantage point or yeah. something. But if you can hear thunder, you're close enough to be struck by lightning. And lightning has been known to strike up to like 10 to 15 miles away from a storm. Oh, that's impressive. So those are those, the bolts from the blue. Yeah, that's really impressive. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, that's cool. I feel like I went back to school. Thank you, Katie. These little diagrams, we have to include the diagrams. They're pretty great. That really uh, that really helps. When you're talking protons and electrons, you need to you do. visuals. We'll take a picture of that and put it on our Instagram page, whatever the weather pod. Are you ready for some crazy Ooh, cool history? Yeah. Crazy cool history. Hit me with it. Okay. So I found three events of impressive lightning storms that resulted in either death or destruction or like something crazy. Okay. <laughs> Would you believe me, Katie, when I say that a lightning storm is credited by some to help hip hop the spread of hip hop music? Yes, I would believe you. I Thank believe you. Everything you say. Thank you. Okay, we'll get to that later. But first, I want to talk about something really interesting called the Brescia, Italy explosion. Okay. Okay. Picture it August 18th, 1769. The United States is not yet the United States. Wow. Okay, but we've got people like Ben Franklin, you know, inventing things like the lightning rod. 
Okay, really cool. So it's August 18th, 1769 in Brescia, Italy. A church was housing 200,000 pounds of gunpowder and it was struck by lightning, causing a huge explosion. Unfortunate. One sixth of the city was devastated when big stones were flung a radius of more than a kilometer away, landing on people, on houses, on other churches, destroying one sixth of the city. It's crazy, okay? Casualty reports vary. Many English sources, whoop whoop, English sources report as many as, I don't know why I whoop whooped because this is really sad now, as America. many as 2,500 to 3,000 dead. Ugh. But a report two years after the event in Italy says about 400 people died and 800 wounded. So mm -hmm. a very serious thing that happened just from, you know, gunpowder being housed at a church. Now we don't really house gunpowder in churches, thank goodness. Okay. This is where it gets really interesting. Back in the day, churches used to get struck by lightning very often because they have steeples, right? Yes. So in a town, that was the highest point yeah. in the town, getting struck by lightning. But churches at the time, and the church in general, believed that bad weather was viewed as the wrath of God, which, okay, <laughs> if you put yourself in those they didn't understand how lightning worked. I mean, right. I, I would think, like, here's this huge lightning strike from the sky, yeah. wrath of God. Okay, so the lightning rod, which was invented by Benjamin Franklin 20 years earlier in 1749, was actually prohibited by the church. The church didn't allow there to be lightning rods in a city because they viewed it as interfering with God's will. Like, if God wanted a lightning to strike... At the church, the church must have been doing something wrong, okay? So they didn't want to interfere with God's will. So wow. they didn't believe in lightning rods. But after Bracia, the Bracia explosion, the Catholic Church promptly withdrew its objection. Because, I mean, you have to, at yeah. a certain point, you got to be like, okay, this is science. People have died. Lightning rod, you're good to Protection. go. Protection, yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. But on top of that, this event kind of created like a collective post-traumatic stress for those people in Italy. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. if 400 of your friends died, 800 were wounded, you would feel stress and post-traumatic stress from that event. But get this, in 1883, 114 years later, a meteor created an incredible sounded fireball in the sky, and it said that people immediately thought about the Brescia explosion 114 years later. Wow. So pretty crazy. Isn't that interesting? That's crazy. That that event happened, and also that lightning rods were banned at some point. Well, I'm glad they became unbanned. Me too. They okay. serve a good purpose. So that was number one. Number two is interesting. It's the Pan American Flight 214. So I got a lot of this info from the Newark Post online and an article by Dara, Mc, Dara McBride Special. Her last name was special. I wasn't sure about that. If it was like, this is a special <laughs> article text, or, yes. okay. But that's what it, Dara McBride Special. Okay. So on December 8th, 1953, a flight was leaving from San Juan, Puerto Rico for Baltimore and Philadelphia, stopover from Baltimore to Philadelphia, but was struck by lightning. So after dropping 69 passengers off in Baltimore, that plane took off at about 
24 p.m. for Philadelphia with 73 passengers and crew. This is from the article directly. Most passengers were returning from vacation. There were three groups of golfers and alumni from, uh, the alumni from Northeastern University who took their winter vacation every year. There were two honeymoon couples and a young woman bringing her infant son to meet his grandparents for the first time. There was a nurse, an employee of Campbell Soup, a furniture dealer and a real estate broker and, and this was underlined this, several dentists. Okay, so interesting, all right? So almost immediately after taking off from Baltimore, after it dropped off those 69 passengers, the plane encountered high winds and decided, you know what, we're just gonna stay in a holding pattern in Maryland, in the sky, until the winds die down. But at 8.58, 30 minutes after takeoff, the plane exploded in midair, crashing in Elkton, Maryland, unfortunately killing all 81 on board. Mm -hmm. So all passengers and crew. So the FFA, uh, FFA, that's future farmers on there. Sorry, the FAA <laughs> investing, um, this is serious, Sarah, okay. The FAA, <laughs> you're laughing at me. The no. FAA investigated the wreckage and determined that lightning struck and ignited the fuel tank. Since then, all commercial jets have lightning discharge wicks, which are lightning rods on planes, mm -hmm. installed. Um, and the FAA estimates that at least one commercial jet is struck by lightning every year. So imagine if those lightning rods or lightning wicks weren't on the or on the planes. Yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, it's a tragedy, but good things came out of it. I mean, a lot of people are much more safe mm -hmm. because they know now that lightning can ignite the fuel tank. So that was interesting. Finally, this is where lightning and hip hop meet. I'm ready for this. Okay. The New York City Black. I'm not going to try that. I was, I was kind of trying to, to rap. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that. That wasn't good. That would be bad. This is the New York City blackout of 1977. Okay. So lightning struck on Wednesday, July 13th in Buchanan, New York and in Yonkers, New York, knocking out power to the city. And power wasn't fully restored until late the next day. So it was more than 24 hours without power. So the city went into a full on riot. At this time, there was economic strife and the Son of Sam murders. Are you familiar with those Son of Sam murders? A little bit. Okay, so some guy was going around the city of New York with a gun, mm -hmm. masked Son of Sam murders. So people were people were on edge. So there was really bad economic strife as well. Um, stores were looted, partially because the outage occurred after the business hours, so the owners weren't present. So there have been a ton of power outages in New York before, mm -hmm. but nothing this crazy as far as looting goes, because most of those power outages happened like during the day when store owners were still in their stores. Sure. Um, so at this time, over 500 police officers because of the riots were wounded, with 3,776 people arrested. This is the largest mass arrest in New York City history, wow. all because of a power outage. Now this is where the hip hop part kind of comes into. Okay, so Grandmaster Kaz, who is like believed to be one of the founders of hip hop, mm -hmm. has admitted that during this um, blackout, he himself went and stole some equipment. Mm -hmm. um, and that equipment he wouldn't have been able to afford otherwise. And so he was able to really master his craft with that equipment. And boom, there you go. Hip hop got really big. 
Wow. He was one of the people who made hip-hop really big. So all because of this, I mean, he admitted that he stole it, but... You know, which is not nice, but that's an interesting tie. It is an interesting tie. Okay, so according to a New York Times article, uh, it says this, because of the power failure, LaGuardia and Kennedy airports were closed down for about eight hours. Automobile tunnels were closed because of lack of ventilation, and 4,000 people had to be evacuated from the subway system oh, no. because, of course, that gave up. Oh, no. um, Con Ed, which is the uh, kind of the electricity provider, mm -hmm. called the shutdown a quote act of God, enraging Mayor Beam, who charged the utility and said, you guys are guilty of gross negligence. You weren't able to get the power up in time. Oh, my okay? gosh. So estimate damages of $300 million, which is $1.2 billion in today's money. I spelled it money without an E. Okay. This is surprising. There was only one homicide, actually, throughout that, even though over you know, 3,700 people were arrested. Um, at Shea Stadium, power went out at 9.30 p.m. in the bottom of the sixth inning, with the Mets losing 2-1 to one against the Cubs. The game was resumed two months later on September 16th, and the Cubs won. Oh, my. So oh my. those are three incredible lightning events that happened. That's wild. Very wild. Anything really surprising to you, Kitty? I, I think just that the impact could be that big from, yeah. from just a lightning strike. But we see, you know, as soon as storms start rolling through South Texas and San Antonio, one of the first things... Maybe we don't do it, but that is done here at the station is the, the power outages map is pulled up. Oh, yeah, totally. Because that happens pretty much like clockwork every time. Mm -hmm. If it's not the winds that knock something out, it could, it's usually a lightning strike. Yeah, and we as a TV station, too, I mean, we have to maintain our power. A good chunk of the TV stations in New York lost power that time in 77. So we have to keep our power. So we have these huge generators that they always ask us, don't they? Mm -hmm. uh, if we're getting a storm, they always ask us, Sarah, Katie, should we turn on the generators? Yeah. And usually it's a yes, because you just don't know where the lightning is going to strike. And we have a huge tower <laughs> that tower. transmits our signal mm -hmm. that is very tall mm -hmm. and that is itself a lightning rod so Definitely. Um, we have these generators to keep things rolling interesting yeah and usually there's not I shouldn't say usually I don't know if that's the accurate term but sometimes after storms roll through you know the next morning there will be house fire reports oh, and yeah. it's believed that it was a lightning strike which is certainly possible something that hot I mean they've been known to spark fires well there you go. Lightning. Lightning. Kapow. The worst play. Also, public service announcement. If it is storming, you hear thunder, you see lightning, do not go under a tree. Don't. Do not go under a tree. She drew a tree on her diagram as a source of the lightning strike. Do not. Don't. And I'm going to use my friends as an example of what not to do because I was at work. But they were playing a flag football game. Okay. Open fields. There are, you know, the fields are open, but there are trees around in the parking lot. And so a wooded-ish area with open fields for flag football. Storms were coming through. Fairly significant storms. Not severe, but yeah. enough to get your attention. And they were producing thunder and lightning. And so I sent some texts. I was like, people, it's going to rain because I knew what time their game was. I couldn't go because mm -hmm. I had to work. I said, it's going, it's going to rain. You know, there are storms. So either 
go in your car or you may want to reschedule if you can or something. So I find out later that they didn't that they didn't reschedule. They were playing the game. <laughs> started to rain. They heard the thunder and lightning. Some of them went to their cars, which was the right move. Yeah. The rest of them went and stood under the trees. Mm. Nope, that's off bad. Off to the side of the field. The tree will strike. Will, will get struck by lightning. You yeah. So even if the lightning strikes the tree that you're under. It's going to severely injure you yeah. if it doesn't kill you. By the way, interesting fact, 70% of people survive lightning strikes. Yeah. But they get hurt. Yeah. So, burns. Yeah. Burns. Remember, yeah. 50,000 degrees Fahrenheit in human skin is not... No, thank you. ...not pretty. So do not stand under... Your car train. is safe, though, because the mm -hmm. charge goes along the metal of your car and not into you. So it's called a Faraday cage. You can look that up. All right. Boom. Knowledge. Okay. All right, Katie, so it was an interesting week in TV for me. You wanna, um, do you want to start? I'll go. I'll go first. Share. Love, love our viewers. They are awesome. They are awesome. Viewers are awesome. And we have a great time. One of the reasons why we're doing this podcast is to get closer to you guys. Uh, however, somebody rode a bike up to the station and dropped off a mysterious package to me. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I was afraid to open it, but I did because... I don't, I don't care about consequences. <laughs> no, that was bad. Okay. Um, and I open it up and it's screenshots of me that are saved and printed out with a request to sign them. And these are not pretty screenshots either. I'd be fine if they were pretty screenshots. <laughs> but these were like, I was like looking all goofy and mid had sentence. triple chins, mid-sentence. Yeah. Listen. If you want me to sign a picture, I will do it. That's fine. Just put a little email. Sarah, can you sign a picture? Please don't drop off packages on a, via bicycle to our station. You can send it in the mail. I don't know if it's anthrax. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. So that was interesting and happened. But again, I did sign a picture and sent it to this person. That's nice of you. Yeah. It's just interesting. I don't have any... Again, I hope it's not coming across like I'm shaming somebody. I just, you know, we got to be safe. Yeah. Okay. And it's just the... I. The idea of signing something for someone, I'm, I'm still like, why do you want my... You're so famous, though, Katie. Why do you want me to sign it? That's Strange. why. I would like for you to sign a picture. Somebody had me sign a Chick-fil-A bag. <laughs> and I'm like, this is silly. I'm me. This is a Chick-fil-A bag. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> That's pretty funny. It was funny. The only thing I have close to that is I was in Walmart doing Walmart things like shopping. <laughs> And somebody, some woman came up to me, she's so sweet. She was like, oh my gosh, I love you on TV. You're so awesome. My husband loves you, which is always a great comment. My husband loves you. She, she grabs a card from the Walmart stand right there and has me sign it. And then she buys it and stuff. It's just cute, you know? It's, it's cute. cute. It's, it's, it's nice. It's funny. It was nice of you to sign it and send it oh, back. Oh, yeah. She was the sweetest person. Well, I mean, the, oh, the, the, the bike person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I went to our PR person, and that's what he told me to do. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. So, what happened person. in your life in television? 
has it been a has it been a week? It's been a week. Things have happened. Um, so actually, something happened today. So we all know that there are bots out there. I think on every platform. Bots. And we hear about them on Twitter. Not. They're not real people. Oh, they're they're a social accounts not run by people. Or they're. It may be, but this person is not. They're not posing as themselves. Yeah. They're okay. posers. Yeah, it's some <laughs> weird thing. So I get a on Instagram. I get the message request folder, which mm-hmm. is always a little scary. Yeah, because, because you, you don't, don't know what it is. You don't know what's in there. They also blur pictures if they send them to you because yeah. you don't know what they are. Yes. Okay. Which thanks Instagram for doing that. So I got an with message, and it was the this person's picture. And the name was just a jumble of letters and numbers, and the person's picture was Wonder Woman or Supergirl? One of the two. Okay. Supergirl, I think. And this is a message. And it just said, <laughs> and all, all it said, just, you know, you, you are, you should try to be, you are so full of yourself. You should try to be more humble and professional. You're pathetic. And so I'm like, all right, fight in words. You know, if I deserve it, I'll take it. But like, who who you is? Somebody's just so trying to, to shame you. Profile, and it's this profile, um, like, narcissist helpline. And then the, in the description is like, we're here to help the narcissists of the world realize their error or something. And oh my so it's. Gosh. It's all these pictures, all of their posts were like text screenshots, things like, you're not that great. <laughs> and they have, they have several thousand followers. I'm like, what is happening? So I just blocked the person. Yeah, Katie, I'm <laughs> here to tell you, that is ridiculous. I opened, you know, and people, I like people on Instagram because they're, they're all about cats. Yes. Holla. And GIFs and memes, and I, I like Instagram. So <laughs> going through memes, just, <laughs> you are so full of yourself. I'm like, if you know me, you know most days I don't like myself. Yeah, part of our com- daily conversations, Katie and I's daily conversations is, how's my makeup? How's my hair? How's my outfit? Yeah. Also, was that good, what I just did on television? <laughs> we are constantly insecure and always aware of how we are perceived. Yeah. So I, I, for one, Katie, you do not need to be more humble. If anything, you need to be more proud of yourself as a strong woman. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, that was an interesting adventure for us today, wasn't it? Yeah. I loved hearing about the science behind it. Lightning. Yes, be on the lookout for these pictures. I'm going to redo them. I'm not really proud of my clouds, but... No, she doesn't need to redo them. They're great. Because remember, you need to be really proud of yourself. Okay. (laughs) Also, I'm going to post some pictures on that Instagram, whatever the weather pod, uh, of these disasters that happened, Pan American Flight 214, and uh, the riots, as well as the first lightning rod invented by Benjamin Franklin. I found a picture of it. It's pretty neat. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So please remember, now that we are on all of the various places to find your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Please review, rate, and subscribe. It's what helps our numbers get up, and it's what helps us know that you guys are listening. We love y'all a lot. Y'all are amazing. Thank you for being with us on this journey. We're just getting started. I had some people, I I mentioned something about it a few days ago before the first episode posted. Mm -hmm. We have 
podcast. It's very exciting. Stay tuned for details. And a few days later, I hadn't posted an update because it wasn't formally up yet. And people were like, the podcast, the podcast. <laughs> they love it. So I know a couple of people have, you know, they listened right away. And that is so cool. And we hope you enjoy. If there are topics that you want us to cover, yes. obviously there's a cornucopia of things we can talk about. But if there's something specific that you want to know about, I mean, we're going all all aspects of meteorology here. Please let us know, guys. Yeah, you can comment on our Instagram post with the pictures. Yeah. Send us a tweet. Tweet, tweet. And we love this podcast so much, and we want you guys to weather, weather the, the weather, weather, whatever the weather. weather. Adios, suckers. <laughs>